0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Tory. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your
1: hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Tory. And today we are doing our annual awards show. We're going to give out our fantasy MVP our fantasy bust of the year, all that kind of stuff, which we do every year. And you know, this year, I think... You know, Jeff, preseason-wise, we posted this on Instagram the other day. You did really, really well in your preseason picks. So um, maybe we'll get a repeat of your preseason picks, actually, and maybe they'll show up. We'll see. I think there's going to be a debate on MVP. I don't know. I, I don't even know if I've actually picked my MVP yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, a lot of those names did show up on my short list, but I did uh, I did change it up a little bit. There's yeah. some surprises in here. A, a lot of big uh, names not doing as well, and a lot of pretty much uh, – no namers, you yeah. know, coming out of obscurity in order to make a big, big impact in fantasy this year. So I really enjoyed putting this uh, the award list together this year. It was it was definitely different than the past.
1: Yeah, I always like I like looking back at the season, see how people actually finish and all that kind of stuff. Maybe in a episode in the next couple of weeks, who knows? Maybe we'll go like through actual the <laughs> list and see how crazy it is on where the people actually finished in the season. Like, did you know Kyler Murray finished ahead of Patrick Mahomes this year? In quarterback, <laughs> I know, right? Like stuff like that, you don't even realize. It's just, it's, it's nuts that how it turned out. But let's, we're gonna just jump into these awards. So, I, we're just gonna start with the biggest category right away. We're gonna make have to make our decisions right here. The MVP of the season. So preseason wise, Jeff, you picked Christian McCaffrey to be the preseason uh, to be the MVP of the season. I actually picked Mc, Christian McCaffrey to be the number one running back for the season. Does that mean he's your MVP, or are you going another direction? How is how? Where are you going? Okay, is it Lamar or is it McCaffrey? Right. There, what is it?
0: I was gonna say, there's only two people in my mind that you can pick between, and it would be McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. Um, it's tough. I, it is very tough. And even after everything, I hate, I really do. I, I find it very, very difficult to pick a quarterback to be an MVP when there are so many uh, people you can stream and they seem relatively easy to, uh, you know to take care of when they're not doing well. But even with all that said, I'm actually going Lamar Jackson. I think that his impact on the game, uh, the way he ran the ball, the way he threw it, which no one was expecting him to throw, what, 36 touchdowns, Um, and his consistency throughout the year, um, I think that is the one guy – that if you had in your lineup, he gave you a chance to win week in and week out, and I could say the same thing about McCaffrey. But I actually think Lamar gave you a, a more of a more of a um, more of an edge because of the way he just dominated the QB position. I mean, he he averaged, I believe, almost seven points higher than the next guy average, and that would be Dak Prescott. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with Lamar. You know,
1: I am too. I, I debated and debated and it was Lamar for me and this is what I think put it over the edge it's the fact that they were both great they both helped you win obviously the only difference I could use is I use the fact that McCaffrey was a first round pick Lamar wasn't so the, I the value of Lamar makes it even more of a MVP type because you got him late in a draft if you know when you picked him. And that alone I think just makes it that much more valuable because you didn't even have to use a first-round pick and you got a guy who's the best in the league. So that's what put Lamar over the edge for me was just – I mean we got him – we played in that Instagram throne league it was called or something. And we got him in the 14th round in that league. that's, That's insane. 14th round you're getting lamar miller or lamar miller god yeah. that lamar miller jeez i picked him in a league that was ugly lamar jackson you're getting him in the 14th round i mean how do you lose and you don't i guess if you got him it seems like you 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 got him you won so
0: yeah exactly and, but you also had McCaffrey,
1: no, so yeah i was gonna <laughs> say
0: i kind of hit on both but I, I that's actually a very very good point um when you're splitting hairs between these two guys lamar definitely was the the bigger value getting so yeah uh I, I'm I'm very surprised. I, I I did not think Lamar was not one guy that crossed my mind thinking he would actually be able to get MVP. Uh, even when we selected him in almost all of our leagues, did we don't <laughs> talk- think it was going to be this good.
1: No, we talked about him a lot, but that was just movement. We had him higher ranked than the majority of people did, or at least the consensus was just because we knew the floor was there. And that whole thing with Lamar was the floor. He, he had just that floor. He wasn't going right. to make you. He wasn't going to lose you a week, and he just – if if he was on throwing the ball, it, you're going to be in great shape. And he was on throwing the ball
0: like all year. So he yeah, uh, improved and, that. I mean, it, it goes to show too because if, if you're looking at quarterbacks that rush the ball and can get in the end zone, I mean, if you look at the top 10, um, there's a few guys. Deshaun Watson, right? He he had his uh, handful of, of subpar games, but he was able to rush for 413 yards and seven touchdowns um there's only three guys really that that were able to rush for that kind of uh tds lamar is on his own island as far as yardage but he he ran for seven touchdowns deshaun watson ran for seven and josh allen ran for nine uh and it just shows all three of them are in the top 10 so if you're able to get a rushing quarterback it just shows what they're able to do and what they're able to uh, produce when they're not getting it done through the air. so that's why we liked him so much um but who knew? Who knew he was going to throw 36 touchdowns with only six interceptions? Uh, you know, even I wasn't going to guess that.
1: I tell you, Lamar. This season of Lamar, though, this is I'm never going to get him next year. Just not going to happen. But this is uh, making me. Uh, I'm, I'm getting Kyler Murray next year. This yeah, is just- okay. I actually, <laughs> uh,
0: we're jumping over everything. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, that, yeah. I had a question at the end yeah. that was going to be not one of the. Uh, yeah. But it was uh, who's not getting enough hype, and oh, that was really Kyler, Kyler, Kyler Murray.
1: Man, Kyler's going to be great. He, he
0: looked really, really good on a on a crappy team. I think that is a guy prime for a breakout. Oh, that, for sure. You'll. I don't think you'll have to get him too early because of what how everything transpired over the year. Yeah,
1: he's going to be. He's going to be great. I'm excited about that. We're get way too ahead of myself. Okay, let's go, <laughs> let's go to bust. Who is the bust of the year. I'll start off with this one. Okay. I guess. My bust of the year. It's Odell Beckham. Uh, it's just, it just has to be Beckham for me. <sighs> he he just wasn't good. I don't even know. Like he wasn't good. He played all year and finished as the thirty-first receiver in the league. Like that's I, he just wasn't good. And he was up in the. He was a top-five receiver in the draft. And he just he killed seasons. Like because you you have Odell on your team and you keep him in your lineup. You, you just you kept him in your lineup way too long and you kept waiting for him to do something. It's Odell Beckham, right? He's going to do something. He's going to do something. He's going to do something. And he did nothing. He did nothing at all. And so you kept him in your lineup every week and he just killed your, he killed it. He killed your team. So yeah, I'm told Al Beckham for me.
0: I had the exact same answer. I, I said Beckham and there was a few other people that were thrown in there. I thought, um, uh, bell for me would came in number three for me. Uh, he, he wasn't who you wanted him to be, where you drafted him. And uh, number two, the one that I really contemplated putting ahead of Beckham was Juju. Yeah. But with that, I do have to say Beckham, oh. you know, Juju got hurt and he yes. lost his starting quarterback. Yes, That did not happen for Beckham. and And still Beckham only averaged, what, two points more per game than Juju did. I mean, Juju had a nightmare of a season. And was he a bust? Absolutely. hundred percent. You know, he he wasn't almost worth having on your team. But Beckham was the guy that had every opportunity to do what we thought he was going to do. And he just flat out did not perform. So that is that is how I kind of split hairs. And once again, you can't really predict injuries as well. So Juju, he doesn't get a pass. He was number two on my list. But that's why Beckham is number one.
1: Yep, and um, some people might say, "Oh, you could throw Antonio Brown here," but that's just a different whole different thing for me.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna muddy the waters with that. No. That is a that, Dif- you know, different story. That came story. from
1: yeah, left field. Yeah, Odell just he he was bad. I mean, he bare in standard scoring, he beat out Cole Beasley by ten points overall. That's it. Oh my gosh! O- Odell averaged eight points a game. Cole Beasley averaged seven point nine points a game. Cole Beasley actually, yeah, because Cole. He was He's a better one last game. He 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 was a better value. He, that's was. For sure. he was a
0: better pick. If you got him later in the draft, even by a round, you saved yourself a whole lot of heartache.
1: I mean, it, man, it's ugly. Just. Uh, just it just ugly season. It was just I don't even know what to say. Like John Ross in his eight games averaged more points per game than Odell did. Yeah, it, it was
0: it was. It was tough to watch. It really was. And that yeah. is just. hope that changes. He, the guy's yeah.
1: still talented, obviously, but it's just something oh, needs yeah. to change.
0: And you keep saying that is what was the most annoying thing is I think even week 17, he had that grab where he pretty much yeah. jumps over someone. And I know that you could say, you know, the same way I talked about Juju losing his starting quarterback. I know people are going to say, well, you, you know, uh, Mayfield wasn't all that he was cracked up to be, but we all thought he was. You no, know, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. He, He only can go so far. I mean, he even produced numbers with Eli Manning throwing to him the the prior two years. So the fact that Baker wasn't able to get him the ball at all still baffles me.
1: You know what? Odell with Daniel Jones probably would have been pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, it would have been way better than this. That's for sure.
1: All right. Let's move over to breakout. Breakout player of the year. And... This one, I mean, you could go. You could go a lot of different ways. So I'm gonna see where you're going with this. Where are you? Okay, where are
0: you yeah. Going? I was gonna say I had a lot of names that I could pick from, but the one guy that stood out the most for an absolute monster breakout that I did not see coming was AJ Brown. Yeah, that's he cool. was. He finished as the as the tenth wide receiver. He played the entire year. He didn't really start producing until later on, which is even more phenomenal when, you know, obviously Tannehill came on and they, they really started clicking. I think he was the – my biggest surprise. But, yeah, he's he's going to be my breakout. I'm not going to go in any farther because there's a ton of guys you could talk about. So, A.J. Brown, my breakout. Who is yours?
1: Yeah, A.J. Brown was – I really liked A.J. Brown there. He was really good at the end of the season. But mine – I'm just going to – I'm br- – I could have gone a million different ways here too. You could put Lamar Jackson here, honestly. He fits the actual um, idea of the category too, but he's just so much better. It feels like actually, that's he's very. a good that. point.
0: I, I totally yeah. overlooked
1: him, but because, he like he actually would be a true breakout. But yeah. it's just he kind of he he already he left over this category. Yes, yeah, so.
0: he won MVP. So yeah. you just t- it's like college. It's like, so in the Heisman, you don't win the best quarterback.
1: <laughs> so where where I end up going with this is because I just want to talk about my own pick. I, I picked Aaron Jones because. Yeah, I, hard to hard to argue. You know, I, I I hyped Aaron Jones quite a bit, and not as. I mean, some people, you know, people like Aaron Jones, some did, but others weren't sold on it. And Aaron Jones came in as the third best running back in standard scoring this year. So you know what? That's a breakout to me. That's a pretty good breakout, right? It's there. a huge breakout, without yeah. a doubt. He he finished ahead of Zeke this year, and Zeke played all sixteen games as well. But Aaron Jones beat him. Aaron Jones beat out Zeke, and Zeke played all sixteen games. That's crazy. Uh, I, I right. honestly
0: the guy I thought you were going to pick another one of your the guys you hyped early on in the year to give you a little credit but uh I thought you were going to go with Chris Godwin.
1: Godwin he, he was he's on the short list there too, you know. He finished as what the second best receiver. That was another yeah. one. Yeah, number but, 2. You know, another he was actually I was I was just taking a peek at our my uh breakout players list put together last um March actually. Uh so last March March twenty seventh, Aaron Jones was my number one breakout for the for two thousand nineteen, and Chris Godwin was my number three. So, it turned out pretty decent.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would
1: say so. So, I like those two picks. But yeah, so it was Aaron Jones for me this time. Um, the thing is, Aaron Jones, though, it was a great breakout, and he finished third. But I'm not gonna rank him that high next year. There's still he had uh, there's a few of the times where it was just huge games that bolstered and boosted his stats a little bit. So. The week to week,
0: yeah. You know? Hold on. Here's a question because yeah. our next category is the breakout you do not yeah. believe in. Yeah. Are you saying that is Aaron Jones no. or no? No,
1: he's not. I actually, I just put out a, a top top ten for 2020, and Aaron Jones wasn't in my top ten overall. This wasn't this wasn't just running backs, but oh, runners sure. as well. And Jones would have been he would have been probably 11th or 12th on that list if I had gone that far. But that would only put him as like the seventh or eighth running back. So I think that's about where I'm – he's not going to be three for me because I'm still going to have like McCaffrey and Zeke and you know Barkley and these – there's other guys ahead of him yet, but –
0: Oh, yeah, I would say.
1: Something like that. That's fair, yeah. So I'm not sold on him as a three, but he's still a top 10 for me.
0: Yeah. The other guy that I I think is very high, but he won't come in where he finished was uh, Derrick Henry. Looked phenomenal. He is going to be in my top 10 for running backs, but he finished number two. I mean, McCaffrey is the only guy that beat him out. He was yeah. a beast. He was. Uh, but Something I'm still going to pick too. Zeke over him. Yeah. I'm still going to yeah. probably pick Delvin over him. You know, Barkley. I'm still picking. I'm probably
1: still picking Kamara over him. Honestly. Right, and
0: yeah, and honestly, Kamara That's could a, easily made someone's bust list.
1: He like, could have. I, I believe in the talent, though. I believe it's. I believe in it. Yeah, I do too. But all right, so the yeah, next category breakout you don't believe in. So this is a guy who broke out this season, but you know we just really don't think it's a real thing necessarily. We got to see more before we really rank at that. So where were you going with this one?
0: I, I had two names and these ones are going to get me a little bit of flack because of the situation that they're in. And that's kind of what plays into me not believing that this is a, a true breakout. Um, and I could go one of two ways with this, but I'm going with the, I guess the safer route, but I'm, I'm going Eckler. So I know it's kind of like the wah wah thing. But, hey, he finished as a top 10 running back. Uh, you know, he killed it this year. What was he, number six, number seven? Seven in standard, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, with everything going on, uh, maybe you have one more year with Rivers more than likely. Uh, Melvin Gordon came back. He was still able to catch the ball, so I think a lot of people still do believe in him. That's why I feel like I can still talk about him this way. But he is one guy that is going to look really good on as far as the stats. and people are going to take him earlier. But I think he is one guy that I'm. I'm. I'm just pushing way down. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get him because I, I still believe that they're gonna pound the ball with Gordon and they're gonna try to get that passing game back on track. Um, so Austin Eckler is the guy that I just don't believe in.
1: Well, here's the thing: What if they don't bring Gordon back for some reason? What if they don't bring him back? Is it
0: change or? I mean, yeah, obviously it would. It would definitely so- change for me um, if they didn't bring him back. But I. See, I don't know I can't I, I can't imagine where they wouldn't
1: well here's the thing if I believe if they don't bring Gordon back I believe they put somebody else in there with him and Eckler's role really doesn't change because Eckler has like a true like those first couple weeks when he was like the guy you know he doesn't look very good as a as a number one running back in all the carries he actually never does look great to me in that with the rushing aspect of it He's better in short spurts with the running, you know, so they'll bring somebody else in there. So his role is not going to change much. He's still going to be a seventh is crazy. I don't think he'll be that he still. But I think he's still going to be a value. I don't feel like he's going to get overhyped. You know, we'll see. But it's it's just there's a lot to lot to go on there. If Gordon comes, if Gordon comes back, it's yeah, he's not going to repeat this yeah. even close. He can't. I just yeah. don't think it so can happen.
0: It's an unsexy pick, but yeah. that is that is who yeah. really stood out for me. Yep. I have a couple other names, but who is the yeah. one guy that broke out that you don't believe in?
1: Devontae Parker. I don't okay. believe he,
0: it. He was I, number two for me
1: as well. I, I just – I still don't believe it yet. And part of the reason is it's – that Miami team was odd. So it was – they were just done. They were done. They were doing nothing before Parker decided to do anything. And it's like when nothing mattered anymore. and It was just Ryan Fitzpatrick just throwing the ball around that he became, you know, pretty good there. And I don't know. It's just – it doesn't – something about it didn't feel real to me. And a lot of it, you know, he got better too after Preston Williams was out. Preston Williams was impressing people. And then when he went out as well, that's where Parker kind of stepped up a little more. His targets jumped up. Yeah, there's something – like he's he's the sixth best receiver this year? Devontae Parker. Like <laughs> what happened? Like this doesn't happen. We talk about receivers breaking out in like a second or like a third year. But the thing is, it doesn't usually happen in a fourth year. And it's usually not these kind of guys, the guys who are like the first round picks. Those guys, if they don't break out right away, it's it's honestly, it's like a bust. The people that break out later on are these lower round draft picks that develop like a Chris Godwin, you know, like a Kenny Galladay, those kind of things. It's not usually a first round pick. Something's weird about this. I, I, I don't know. I can't buy into it. I, I've always liked Devontae Parker. I was a fan of his for too long, it feels like. And maybe I don't know. I just I something about it I can't believe in yet.
0: Yeah, I, I get that too. And a lot of my concerns come from the fact that they were so bad that at some point next year you're gonna have to throw in a new quarterback. And you know, that paired with the fact that this is the first year Devontae Parker is able to put any sort of string of good games together and stay healthy. Um, just a lot of stacked up against them, especially when I feel like this is the beginning of the rebuilding uh, stage. You know, they're going to take a QB. So, uh, you know, all that said, Devontae Parker, you know, freak of nature. He's a great athlete. It was really fun to see him finally do something this year, but I am not going to invest any sort of trust in him.
1: No, nope, can't do it. It's just, it's impossible. So all right. Well, next, uh, next up, I had actually biggest surprise of the year. Parker was a surprise, but it's not my biggest surprise. Who's your biggest surprise though for the year?
0: My biggest surprise, and I'm very, very happy that this is a surprise. This is for me. This is a feel good story about what can happen when you get a change of scenery. Ryan Tannehill for me is the biggest surprise. And when he started playing, when he got his first full start in Week Seven, from that to the end of the year. He was the third best QB in fantasy.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. The
0: third. Are you effing kidding me? There's only two other guys that uh, he, he was only outscored by uh, unbelievably. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we know that, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> hilariously. Um, and then as far as average goes, uh, the only two people that were scoring more per week were Lamar Jackson once again and Drew Brees. Yeah. So that is unbelievable in, in, and Drew Brees has, is boosted
1: by like a 50 point game or something ridiculous
0: right exactly and yeah. even more so he did it with young wide receivers that have not proven anything yet on a team that could not get the passing going for the life of them um that whole thing i thought the titans did amazing Tannehill, yeah i think i mean even i did i was guilty of this i wrote him off Tannehill, the biggest surprise he's mine as well
1: yeah, that was oh, my there pick. there we go. He's just, he was, that it was just completely out of nowhere. I mean, like, even Devontae Parker, like, you could see, like, there was talent there. You knew he could maybe do something. I mean, this really doesn't happen, right? When a quarterback gets all this time at a team, doesn't do anything, leaves, goes to be a backup somewhere, usually never hear about him again, right? You don't hear about that guy. And somehow, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, it's unreal. Like, do you remember who Marcus Mariota is anymore? Like,
0: <laughs> no, and I, I really do hate bagging on him, but it became my MO just to talk about how bad he was and when are they going to get rid of him and you know how everything would be better. I didn't think it was going to be quite this good, and I thought that uh, um, for the life of me, who is uh, uh, the other wide receiver? I thought it was going to be Corey Davis. Thank you. I thought Corey Davis was going to be the, the main guy that benefited the most God, from that. What happened to Corey Davis? Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I truly don't. <laughs> know. I still think he's a talented guy, but that's why I love it so much. AJ Brown comes out uh, just lights the world on fire. Henry, they're finally using him correctly, and he is doing so much better. And then on top of that, you know, you have flashes with Joe New Smith, and, and then uh, you still have, um, you know, the other talented players, such as their first-round pick that we just talked about, it, that hasn't come out to to truly play yet. So I think Tanhill can keep this going. I don't know if I would rank him at number three, but I think he is going to be a great value pick because his name carries no weight right now, even as well as he did. He's going to be a guy that I'm going to be looking to grab for like my, like a late QB or a second QB or something like that. We'll see how the hype train goes, but I was really, really impressed with the way he played. I mean, this year is the
1: absolute best like case ever. If you are the draft a QB late people, you know what I mean? This like shows just Why would you ever draft Patrick Mahomes, you know, like this year, like it doesn't work out. That's going to now be the story next year with Lamar Jackson, which it's going to go the other way. People are going to all, he's going to be, he's going to be a second round pick. It, I mean, he's going to go way up there. I don't think you do that. Like, look at all these guys. Look at the Tannehills. Look at Fitzpatrick. I mean, Lamar this year. I think Kyler next year. It's like, you don't need to draft a quarterback early. It's just absolutely don't need to do it. So, all right. I have actually one more category three in here at the last second. So I did waiver Wire. Ad of the year. So, Jeff, I'll give you mine. I don't know if you you might have one in mind. There's actually you could go. Some people might say, "Well, I picked Lamar Jackson off the waivers." You might have, you know. I think he was drafted in a lot of leagues, so he's not going to be like a player for this. There's some options here, but I actually went with um, I went with Darren Waller, actually a tight end. He was just oh, that's uh, a
0: good one. I, 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 just,
1: I just thought he was really he was really good on this. Even like Mark Andrews, I think, was drafted in a lot of leagues. I drafted Mark Andrews. No one was drafting Darren Waller, really. I don't feel like at the time. So I actually went with Waller here and I think he was just a solid ad. He ended up as the, I think, fourth best tight end in, um standard this year actually I had it Zach Ertz. So it was Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle and Darren Waller. So Waller's my pick here. But there, there's a few others out there. Who would you go with? Ooh,
0: I was gonna say there's a, a lot of a lot of people that I could go with. Um and I'm trying to think of which way I would want, because I could almost go best for the end of the year, or I can go consistent, you know, throughout the season kind of deal. But I think I think for me, I would have to say the the best waiver pickup was Debo Samuel. He's solid. Yeah. yeah, he was solid. And you could have played him a lot of different weeks at wide receiver, which normally you have, a you know, another slot for. So I, I like that one. I, the other guys that, you know, I just want to put out there is Mostert. Um, mm-hmm. After the injury started occurring, Mostert was actually a very, very good pickup. Um, and the other guy that I loved at the end of the year that almost everyone was trying to pick up was Brashad Perriman, who unbelievably – um, you know, finished relatively high for only playing like three weeks. <laughs>
1: well, I'm trying to pull this up here. I saw um, I posted up on Instagram, the players that were on the most playoff teams in fantasy, but they're actually, they came out with the list um, of who was on the most championship teams and like, or what player was on the most championship. Brashard Perriman was like the most on, was the player on the most championship teams or something like that. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, just I mean, because- yeah, everyone. Well, everyone picked him up. It was during the playoffs, so yeah. you had to be in the playoffs. You yep. got him, and he blew up. Yeah, he finished as the 43rd best wide receiver, even though he only has like three games where he scored any any sort of points.
1: That's unreal. Yeah, yeah he was. I mean, he was a huge pickup if you got him there. He he really was. Like he again, another one. yeah, a guy who we talked about a few years ago that you just never thought it would actually happen, right? Like it was done. He's he he didn't pan out, and what was he in Baltimore? I can't remember now. Yeah, like, he got
0: drafted by Baltimore, and he got yeah. hurt right away. Yeah, I remember because I drafted him for for my dynasty league, and immediately got just just bad news.
1: Yeah, and it just it didn't it didn't work out. And hey, look, you know Maybe he does still have some talent. There's a lot of that. Um, these guys who actually are, you know, there's probably there's a lot of good players in the NFL. I think that pretty much shows.
0: You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, these guys, they have to be the best athletes in the world. I feel like, and, and you just see it too. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, he's on the perfect team for this to happen as well. Jameis yep. is just hilarious to watch because I think, where did he end up actually? Uh, QB. He was he he ended up there. At The third. He's yeah, the third best QB. Are you out of your mind? And just shows you why, you know, fantasy and, and real football doesn't always go hand in hand. But, you know, just throwing the ball like that and then the top two guys go down. Perryman made the most out of his chances. I mean, kudos to him.
1: And then, um, so I did, I found that list here. Most common players, the most common players in ESPN fantasy championship rosters. It's just going to be littered with the late season pickups. It's actually kind of fun. Rashard Perryman was number one. He was on 27% of championship teams. AJ Brown to Christian McCaffrey was three. Tyler Higby, Devontae Parker, Ryan Tannehill, Raheem Mostert. And then Aaron Jones, Lamar Jackson. There we go, and then Darren Waller. So hey, there we go. There's our guy. Wow, yeah, right. look at that. And the, and so that's um pretty pretty good. Like Tyler Higby, he was another guy. Just kind of he ended up he ended up as a top ten tight end for the season. Tyler Higby did off of what four four good
0: weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's another one that is very interesting. <laughs>
1: but all right, that <clears throat> those are the categories that I have. So.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a, a few more I just want to throw at you. Yeah. And we haven't talked about these already, so we don't have them locked and loaded. The other guy I do want to mention really quickly that could have been a waiver pickup uh, that cooled off at the end, so we haven't talked about him. But Terry McLaurin, um, I thought he would be a good one as well. I know some people did draft him, but still, I mean, no one thought out of Washington he was going to do as well as he did. And he finished the 24th best wide receiver. He's an exciting guy to watch next year.
1: Yeah, and he was early on. I say another one early on. DJ Chark was there, too, early on. Yeah, actually,
0: Um, yeah. He should have been, like, breakout player. We could have thrown his name in the mix as well. He
1: slowed down slightly, but um, he was actually still on 14.7% of championship teams. He was a guy that was up on the list, too. He just wasn't as dominant later on, but still a good pickup.
0: So, I I do want to know. I think it's very interesting looking towards next year after all this information we just talked about. I want to know what player you think their stock is going to be hurt the most because of the team they're on?
1: Hmm. Interesting. Who's going to be hurt the most? Man, there's a, there's a few different guys you could go with here. Um, Man, I'm going to look some lists here. i got to figure this out. What's a good one here? Oh, man. Got, this is a tough one you're throwing at me here.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's a strange question. Yeah,
1: it's... Man, there's a... And, and, and because, okay, here's and the thing. About, it's like... Yeah. Well, it's still like... Okay, A guy like Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was honestly great at the end of the season. But the problem is, people are going to be – if they get Joe Burrow, people are actually going to be more excited about Mixon. I actually put a list together. Mixon was about the – I think he was the fourth best running back in standard from weeks 10 through 17. But I actually don't know if like throwing Joe Burrow in there is going to help him right away. I mean, a rookie quarterback is – Still, never. It's it's not always the greatest thing in the world. They're going to be able to key on Mixon a little bit because really, I don't know who Burrow's throwing the ball to necessarily. Is AJ Green going to be around? Mixon's still going to struggle. The guy is so good. I really think this guy is extremely talented, but I think the team is going to hinder him yet, and he's not going to quite live up to where he should be and how good he should be. It may, maybe not right away. It could be another thing where it's a slower, is a slower build for him, kind of a thing. He's one of them, though,
0: that yeah, um, you don't I mean, you don't see obviously there's exceptions to the rule, but you usually don't see teams that are very bad, have good running backs or at least running backs that have a good fantasy season because they're down in games. You obviously try to pass more. You know, you're, you're getting beat up. Usually don't have a good offensive line. So a lot of things are stacked up against them. Joe Mixon is kind of the exception to that rule because he finished the number 11th yep. running back, even though they were what the bottom three teams in the league. I yeah. mean, the other guy you could look at, you could look at Nick Chubb, but at Cleveland is so much more talented. They just yep. found ways to lose. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. Everyone else. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, McCaffrey, not the greatest team, but they have a good, um, a good running offense. Uh, Derrick Henry, they had a, a much better team. Aaron Jones, obviously the Packers did very well. Zeke, Delvin Cook, Uh, you know Ingram Chris Carson like all these are playoff teams for the most part and then you throw in Mixon at the end of that and Chubb in the middle Uh, it just goes to show so I I like what you're saying about Mixon quite a bit yeah I I think the guy's he's a great player
1: I just it might be a slow 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 start but he might be similar to this year where he's really good at the end but you know what I think we got to end this show with though Jeff point spread picks
0: we got to talk oh, about what happened. I totally forgot about that. But
1: before we do that, I say, once again, my bookie is uh, sponsoring this week's episode of the point spread picks, which they've been doing throughout the season. So go over to my bookie. We still got stuff to, I mean, NFL playoffs are always a fun thing to bet on. I mean, there's only, there's only four games this weekend, but Hey, throw them in a parlay, win some, win some good money there. You know, there's actually you got college football yet. Still got the championship LSU Clemson go over there. You know, and always Uh, I guess you could go on NBA games too, which I I don't know how to bet NBA games. I'm telling you anymore. I'm I don't know anything about the NBA anymore. It feels like I just know the Pistons are terrible, so bet against or bet you know bet against them to lose. But go over to my book. Use that promo code PROFIT P R O P H E T. Check out you know NFL games this week or college games. But all right, Jeff. So we uh, came into last week. You were one game behind me, right? One game. Yep. So you went nine and seven last week.
0: All right. Winning record.
1: Yep. I went seven and nine.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I won all over again. I win the league. I win this. I won by one game. That is hilarious. After a full season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel so good.
1: Uh you went one nineteen and one ten and three. I went one eighteen and one eleven and three. So guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna pick uh we're gonna pick playoff games. Here we go. Let's get. Me- we're, gonna pick, <laughs> we're gonna pick playoff games now. How about that? We got four of them. How about this? Play- I can't believe I was beating you the entire season. I made a,
0: b- a big comeback.
1: Like literally the entire season, I think I was ahead of you in this thing. And yeah, you I, don't come think, back- I don't think I led one week. You beat me by one <laughs> game. We we. Picked over 200 games here, and we end up within one of each other at the very I, end. I'll
0: I tell you this. It was <laughs> a lot of fun to do the picking. And the fact that we, we both ended up with a winning record right? um, yeah, is phenomenal. Bad. Especially, we're picking games that we were incredibly close. Yeah. So, it just shows you how much fun it could be to go on there and just pick the ones you feel really, really you know, secure about. Yep. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. We'll do it next year as well. But uh, hey. everyone, just remember... Jeff was the uh, the champ this year, and and Craig is over there, and you know, Man. soaking in his tears, crying well, about how something we'll, wasn't fair. You know,
1: yeah, right. So we'll see how we do in the playoffs here.
0: Ah, oh, come on. All right, here we go. Let's, <laughs> Let let's, let's,
1: we got four games. We got four games. Let's bet, Let's let's figure these ones out. Right? All right, we'll start off. Buffalo is playing at Houston. Houston two and a half point favorites against Buffalo at home.
0: I actually hate this game. I, I truly. <laughs>
1: I like Buffalo. Like I like Buffalo as a team for some reason. I like them. I don't know why it is.
0: I just it's, don't. I just don't believe in Texans right now. No, i I think I'm going Buffalo. I just like them. It's something about. It. I like Josh Allen. Actually, I like uh, Devin uh, Singletary. Yeah, everything in my body tells me Texans right. You have like the better quarterback. You have JJ uh, you know, Watt's super, back. Yeah, you have the superstar in DeAndre Hopkins. I'm still going to pick Buffalo. I don't yeah, know why. I just there there's too. one that I just feel.
1: Uh next up is Tennessee. At New England. New England five point favorites. New England, I mean, if there's ever been a, a, a clear sign that they're not quite the same, they never lose that game, that Miami game. They don't lose that game. No. They they lost their bye because of that. That's not a game New England loses.
0: And against Miami. Like, yeah, they don't oh lose. They
1: never lose that game. Tennessee's this up and coming you know what? I know. Screw it. Tennessee? I'm doing it. <sighs> I'm I think-
0: root I am hardcore rooting for Tennessee. But I am never picking against Belichick. <laughs> no, I'm going <laughs> Not past. In the playoffs. Yeah,
1: uh, I just maybe, maybe it'll be a three point win. So i still get it, it
0: could be. I, I, God, I want Tennessee to win that game.
1: <laughs> Minnesota at New Orleans. New Orleans seven and a half point favorites. That's a lot.
0: That I is think New lot.
1: Orleans wins this game, but seven and a half's a lot, man. Which in- which way are you going, man? This is rough. Uh, New Orleans has been rolling pretty well here. Mm-hmm. You know, what, I, you know what, I'm going to go Minnesota. I think this will be close. I say seven and a half is too much for me right now. Minnesota's wow. not great, but they will have Cook back. Man, I'm just going to go with them. You
0: no, know I'm going to go. Uh, I like where your head's that, but I'm going to go the Saints. All right. I, I think they're just on a they, roll. They,
1: they have been rolling right now. Yeah. And then final game of the weekend, it's Seattle playing at Philadelphia. Seattle's one and a half point favorites on the road. Against the Eagles. I'm going to go Seahawks. Eagles just aren't really good. Yeah, give me Seattle. Yep. So, Yep. All right, we pick two different. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll get my wins back.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: but, but all right, that is going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week. We'll have another episode for you. We'll start – not sure what we'll talk about. Maybe start looking at some stuff for next year already or do some recaps. Who knows, right? You've got some uh, – you do some bounce back players for next year. That's always a good one. Who's going to bounce back from their terrible seasons like Juju? Somebody like that?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Right. Actually, so, yeah, you know, we didn't talk about that award this year, bounce but yeah, back. yeah, or, yeah
1: for, for, this season's bounce back. Yeah, well, so, well, quickly throw it, throw in, Who, who is your bounce back for the year? Do you have one?
0: Um, man, <laughs> is I would there have one to, that comes out. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think.
1: <laughs> we didn't um, do it. We didn't oh, I well, actually
0: know who was on my uh, short list, or he might have been the guy I picked early on in the year that holds up his Cooper Cup. Um, yep. I said he was going to bounce back from his injury from last year. Yep. Obviously, the Rams didn't do what we thought they were going to do, but he still finished as the fourth best wide receiver. So, I guess I would go with him. I'm sure yep. there's another good one, but uh, he was the first one I saw. You know, what,
1: I think you. Know, I might go with Allen Robinson.
0: Actually, kind of, of. Oh, I really like the pick. I mean,
1: I was. I feel I was actually up. I was a lot higher on Allen Robinson mo- than most people were uh, in the preseason. I, mean, I was like a good ten spots higher than him on kids um, in the ranks than the consensus was. And yet he finished even higher than I ranked him because so I put him as a top 20 receiver and he was going more closer to 25, 30. He finished 12th in standard. So I think it's Allen Robinson. He was finally healthy. He looked pretty good. You know, he's with, with a quarterback that really can't throw
0: him the ball. Yeah. So. I, I really like that pick. That's, that's so. a good one. All right. That'll do it. We'll be
1: back next week. Talk to you guys then.